Okay, friends, it's here. The episode. <laughs> the one episode I've been meaning and dreading to make for such a long time, aka two weeks, I think, and I'm finally recording it. The title is pretty self-explanatory. This one's about Tinder. Welcome to Sweet But Salty. <laughs> Today it's literally both, and it's gonna be a wild ride. Uh... I don't even know where to start, like, probably at the beginning. So after going through a really rough time on a personal level where dating was literally the last thing on my mind, this spring was kind of a new beginning for me on many different levels. So I thought, and this is coming from a person who has no other online dating experience ever, I'm gonna give it a try. And I got Tinder. So I went from zero to a million on the scale of meeting men who are looking for love. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. Let me preface this by saying that it's kind of true. I don't think the vast majority of people on Tinder are looking for love, but I went into this with an open mind, with zero expectations, with a totally positive attitude, and with the willingness to challenge myself and to learn things about myself. And that was basically why I conducted a 30-day Tinder experiment. <laughs> I then extended it, and it turned out to be a 50-day experiment. And the scientist in me that I tried to bury after finishing my bachelor's degree in psychology just resurfaced, I guess. And I thought I need some type of documentation. I kept a Tinder diary. Reading everything to you would take up more time than I want to for this episode. Because not everything you write is gold. <laughs> But I'm gonna pick out the gems for you guys. And you know, who knows? I mean, could be that I have a boyfriend right now. And you wouldn't know. Maybe I met the love of my life on Tinder. And I guess... You're gonna have to keep listening to find out. Alrighty, so my Tinder experiment started on the 18th of April this year. And it was supposed to run until the 17th of May, but I decided to keep going after that. So I'm gonna share a little bit of what happened up until today. So the first entry is probably the best of all, <laughs> so I'm gonna read you the entire thing. I hope you enjoy this. Day one on Tinder. After the first time using the app, Tinder feels a little bit like you arrive way too late to a buffet of leftovers. So all the acceptable leftovers are already gone and you don't even get to deal with the ones nobody really wanted because they are already taken too, but you're limited to crumbs or fuckboys. I initially thought I'd be able to fight superficiality and swipe everyone right, but after seeing the men using the app, I just can't. I'm picky as fuck. That's why I'm still single. So here's to the guys with weird face tattoos, the boring ones who only like travel, fitness, and drinks, the ones showing off their six-packs, and those with bios that contain no more than their height. I see you. And I swipe you left. <laughs> my first chat with one of my first matches went like this. After a smooth hello you, smiley face. He immediately told me that I seem sympathetically kinky. He was somewhat disappointed to find out that I'm not and made a point of repeating that he really thought I was into BDSM. 
I think I'm off to a great start. So I had mixed feelings on day one. Day two was a little better because I wrote, "I am pleasantly surprised and have therefore successfully beaten the urge to immediately delete my profile." And I also noted one thing that's really important to mention: if he doesn't write properly, he's out. And I stand by that rule. On day three, I wrote, "It took me an entire day to get lost in and crawl out of the Tinder rabbit hole again." I'm always kind and polite to everybody, and my experience overall in this was that the way you treat people, you will be treated. I did not experience any kind of rude behavior. Everyone I matched was really kind, even guys that were kind of weird, like one guy who asked me politely if he could use me as a fantasy later on when he wanted to pleasure himself. I mean. At least he asked. <laughs> But don't waste time talking to people you don't really want to talk to, and if they are really, really weird, then just unmatch them. I remember one guy who told me after two minutes that we were a hundred percent compatible due to our zodiac signs. He was a Gemini. Stay away from them. I'm not really into astrology, but you know there are stereotypes, and Gemini's, especially men, tend to be you know known as kind of weird. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. On day four, I actually wrote, as I see more and more boring profiles, I just feel like shit. This isn't for me. At that point, I had close to fifty matches within the first four dates on the four days. <laughs> Updates within the first four days on the app. I think for women it's easier to get matches. I also made sure to create a really interesting and engaging bio. It was special, and I picked out you know funny photos, pretty photos of me that kind of fit what I wrote, showing that I'm chill and fun and witty, or so I hope. And I think I'm gonna post the pictures and the bio text. On my Insta, so keep an eye on my Instagram. It's at World of Vila. I started to reflect on what my aim is on the app. It's just meeting people, and I really think that's a great attitude because you're coming from a place of abundance, of being content with yourself and your life and where you're at, but being really open and explorative and just curious about whoever comes your way. That's really empowering. Now on day five, I actually had four dates planned for the upcoming week, and I know it's swiping said to be addictive, but at that point it was already the opposite for me. And I literally wrote the reason you ask. My common reaction when I see people, ew. <laughs> I can't believe I wrote this. But yeah. Make sure to go in with positive energy and a positive attitude. Don't go on Tinder when you're feeling down or you want somebody else to make you feel good. Just believe in yourself, and you'll attract different types of people who are secure and confident. And you definitely want that. On day six, I had a pretty interesting encounter, a really interesting one, with a very nice. Shakespearean plot twist, and if you want to hear that entire story, listen to my episode number twenty-one. Oh, Romeo, a remotely entertaining love story. It was literally remotely entertaining. On day eight, I realized that starting to date again during a 
pandemic is the best thing that could have happened to me because everything's closed. You need to go for walks and meet outside with a curfew at 10 p.m. So we need to be home early. It's literally a dream come true for an introvert like me. <laughs> Minus the risk of catching the virus, obviously. At that point, I had close to 70 matches. And I'm gonna tell you, that's more than enough. If you are really interested in meeting them and not just texting, then I'd say keep it to a decent amount of people and try to focus your energy on the ones who really deserve it and sever any connections to those who just take up your time and energy. Well, this is a really funny entry because on day nine, I wrote, if I showed things from Tinder to my mom, she'd confiscate my phone like I'm a 14-year-old, delete the app, sanitize it multiple times, and would then give me an old Nokia phone with black and white display without internet connection. Cause at least there's the right kind of snake on there. <laughs> I hope you know what I'm saying. The next day, I had my very first Tinder date, which was more like a free city tour. <laughs> it was okay, nothing spectacular. But I also wrote down that moment when you unmatched someone because you typed in the wrong name when you sent him a farewell text. It happened, and I chose to unmatch him before he was able to read it, hopefully. I have to say, the next date was pretty intense with a guy I texted with for maybe a week at that point. Five minutes into the conversation, he told me that his Tinder name is fake and he proceeded to talking about himself for three hours without asking one question while he was lying repeatedly. And I can't really describe what happened other than I was really overwhelmed by that situation. Something felt weird and off from the beginning, but I did not act on that feeling. And that was actually what led to my strange reaction. Mind you, I've been through burnout and worse in the past year or so. I'm a special case, but I need to say this at this point. Listen to your gut. If there's something off about the person, don't feel obligated to stay in the situation because you're polite or don't want to be rude or whatever. No, it's about you and your safety. You are supposed to feel comfortable with someone and have a good time and Remember that time is our most valuable resource. Be very, very considerate and selective about who you spent that time with and on. And stay safe, above all. Then I kind of figured out that the best way to check if a guy is really interested is to propose a video call to him. And that has a couple of advantages. First, he has to show his face so... Guys who are fake will not do that, obviously. The second thing is you get to hear his voice and you get his vibe. And that's really important because if you don't click in that video call, you can be sure that you won't really be a match in real life and you can just spare him and you that effort. And the third point is also important because it shows that he's willing to get to know you as a person on a deeper level. Now I think my entry from day 13 is really relatable because I wrote, I need a cool gentleman who is handsome, athletic, sexy, smart, funny, witty, confident, self-aware, creative, open, driven, and kind. 
Now, good luck in finding him on Tinder. <laughs> At that point, I was really doubting whether that app was, you know, right for me in the first place or right for finding a person who remotely fits that description. But my intuitive idea was just that there are cool people on Tinder, and I was very eager to meet cool guys. And turns out, I had six dates in my second week on Tinder: two live dates and four online dates. Intense, I know. Call me crazy or a bitch, whatever you want. But I had the time on my hands, and I wanted to go all in on this. So I pushed it to the max. I'd say, at least my max. <laughs> But I definitely calmed down after that first week. <laughs> Because I had dates with eleven people, so I had seven video calls. One call turned into a real life date, and I met five men in real life in total. And you know, two weeks in, I realized that I'm not being superficial when I want someone who is as attractive on the outside as he's on the inside. Because there's this saying: good looks attract the eyes, personality captures the heart, and that's true. At that point, I just couldn't swipe right on men that I found sympathetic but not appealing anymore. Because I'd given that a good try for about a week, and I have to say, it's a waste of time. It sounds rough, but it's a waste of my time and of theirs as well. Because if there's no attraction in the first place, it's gonna be really hard to build that otherwise. And I wrote down, I'm gonna be really honest here. Sometimes matches appear, and I'm like. Wait, what? Did I really match this guy? And I also thought I could be a heartbreaker and have things going on at the same time, but I don't think that's working out. Because I guess I'm kind of avoidant to a certain degree, but I'm also picky. And if I sense that something's off, where someone's not a really good fit, then I will not continue seeing that person. And let me make this very clear at this point: I do not ghost people. I have done this once in my life because maybe I was still a little immature and scared of telling somebody how I was feeling about them, but I definitely learned from that. And I just always try to maintain a positive connection to people, even though it doesn't work out on that level. I still have respect for the person, and if I've met somebody in real life, then. I can't not say anything. <laughs> I just can't. I'm just like that, and I'm just being honest. I don't see a point of dragging things out. And also, I have a mild case of OCD, so I can't cope with things that aren't finished. I'm just that type of person. I'm really good at determining whether I click with someone or not. And all of my friends I met that way. You know, we connected, and we were instantly friends, and we're still friends today. That's how I am. I just know, basically. <laughs> and if you are like that too, then don't bother. You know yourself best, and you know your intuition. You know your inner feeling. You should feel really connected and chill. And beyond that, you know, obviously there has to be some kind of sex in the air. <laughs> yeah. On day sixteen, I wrote something really interesting. I've realized that I don't have a type. The men I like literally range from ginger boys to Lenny Kravitz lookalikes, but they all have one thing in common: they are all handsome and charismatic. Yesterday night, a guy asked me what I find attractive about men. My answer was 
obviously, if they are like John Bon Jovi at the VMAs in 1989. <laughs> and if you haven't seen that incredible performance, go look it up online. It's so good. I kept writing, and as superficial as this answer might seem, as thoughtful it is in reality, I love men with a rock star mentality who know who they are, what they want, who do what they do best and have worked their way up, who are talented, charismatic, handsome, in their power and confident. And those are traits that any man can have, even without long hair, a guitar, and spotlights on a stage. Although I have to admit that definitely helps. And friends, I'm being completely honest here. I have a thing for guys who appear on TV, who have been in magazines, who are performers. I just, I can't help myself. I just can't. And I hope I'm on my way to becoming a true performer myself. Still in the making here, but I guess I'm subtle. But I like attention in that way. I kept writing, and this is really interesting and important. This experiment is not necessarily about finding a guy. It's about learning about myself, my preferences and boundaries. And there is no perfect moment to send someone a message. I text people first really often because I don't care who takes the first step. What's really important is the investment that is put in later on. That's what really counts. Yeah, so just go for it if you're interested in someone. But I'd still keep away from those guys who write, text me if you want me to text you first in their bio, because, I mean, it's not funny. Sorry. On day 18, that was early May, I wrote, I'd actually planned to keep away from the tea for the day, but decided otherwise. And it paid off. In a weird and unexpected way. Let me phrase it like this. It basically led to sexting, or rather me resisting engaging in it while still staying in the conversation. Now, I'm wondering what's up with that. I like it when guys are really open though. I prefer that over sneaky questions about my preferences and experiences with threesomes after talking about completely different things. People, just be open and honest. Tell and show others what you are looking for. Don't mold yourself into someone. Don't try to convince yourself that you're okay with something that you don't actually want. You are there spending your time and energy in order to find a person who will enrich your life. In whatever way possible, if that's just for a night, great. If that's something both of you are into, if that's for the next 10 years or the rest of your life, if that's your aim, that's perfectly fine. But don't sell yourself short. Please, please, please don't do it because you deserve to be happy. Whatever happy is for you, you deserve to be that and to feel that every day. And I think this is a really important question. What feels good to you on a deeper level? What fulfills you? around day 20 was also the time that I realized that my friend was actually right because she phrased it this way. Tinder is a full-time job. And that's absolutely true. If you do it the way that I did it for the first month, you can spend hours and hours on the app either swiping, chatting with guys, arranging dates, or actually going on dates. If you put in the effort, you're gonna get something out of it. It's just the question whether it's worth it or not, but I can't answer that for you. 
And you know, sometimes it's actually quite good to have some kind of attitude because on day 22, I wrote, Today I chatted briefly with a guy who asked me some deep questions that I liked, so I answered them in depth and realized that I'm immensely content with my life. I have everything I want and need, and I'm completely balanced and happy. A man to share my life with is just the icing on the cake. You don't need it, but it makes everything taste a little better. Or a lot, depending on the man. So the same guy with the deep questions later wrote stuff like, I am going to reward you for your effort on those answers and give you my number if you promise not to call me at 3am. And I literally imagined him with this voice. And I was like, I liked your questions, so I answered them as thoroughly as I wanted. I don't want your number, because then you'd have mine, and I don't give that to people I don't know. Also, I'm getting narcissistic vibes from you, which I don't like. And just by the way, I already know that 3am line. And seriously, (laughs) I feel great for doing that, because I don't like people who come at me with that type of attitude. And there's nothing wrong about being a little sassy and confident. And I also kept writing, I don't need a guy. That's what I realized today. And I'm smiling right now. But I definitely see that cool rapper I'm texting with on Insta. Losing interest in the band guy more and more and thinking about that Brad Pitt lookalike who was sexting me. He's hot. (laughs) And I have a thing for celebrities. What's wrong with me? I also wrote, also randomly remembered that one guy who unmatched me after I said that I neither drink nor like alcohol. Wow, I didn't know that emitting one of the most seriously addictive but still vastly tolerated drugs would be such a bad thing. But oh well. At that point, I also felt like I'd literally seen every man on Tinder. You know, there are some profiles that appear 10 times or more. And it's kind of weird because after a while, you start questioning your decision and you start thinking, well, maybe the algorithm is trying to tell me something here. But honestly, maybe the algorithm is just weird because it keeps showing me guys that I don't want to see. And that's it. At that point, I just made it really clear to myself, you know, if it's not a clear yes, it's a no. And unmatching people you don't click with is liberating and makes space for those who are actually right for you. But at the same time, (laughs) I also actually texted the sexting Brad Pitt guy (laughs) again. (laughs) I don't know why I'm like this, but... um. We kind of vibed in a weird way, you know. But needless to say, I did not want to come over. And we kind of kept texting back and forth that evening. And I realized that this man literally only talks about one thing. I mean, physical attraction is one thing, but there's more to a human being and a relationship in whatever way than just that and if a man can provide that i get bored really quickly so i did i did message him later again i'm so dumb but i'm you know i'm also really innately curious and if someone piques my interest for whatever reason because this man i like the way that he phrased what he was saying and we had some deeper moments and (laughs) deeper on a like intellectual level And I found that really interesting. So I wanted to see what was behind that. But yeah, chances are if someone only moves around this topic, then you know what they're after. 
However, texting him kind of paid off because this piece of conversation with Brad Pitt 2.0 was gold. As he asked me to come over, he said that I'd be protected by the police. So I asked, oh, so you're a cop? He said, yes, without a uniform. So me and my 12-year-old brain were like, oh, a stripper cop? <laughs> um, he's a detective. <laughs> But, you know, he could be a stripper, I guess. Our conversation actually continued for a little bit. I sent him kind of a clarifying ultimatum-like message saying, you know, this was fun, but I'm not looking for something like this. If you want to get to know me on a serious level as a person, I'm up for that. Other than that, nice talking to you. He actually liked that and he said he would hit me up for a proper date. So that was definitely a moment of light when I thought, wow, I did not underestimate this man's potential. There is something inside of him that he... Is willing to share with me and then quicker than I could actually realize our conversation flipped to a very different topic again because he actually voiced his concerns about me not being able to take his size because I'm quite petite <laughs> and then we were right back at the TMI sexting part so I don't know I then went on to sending him a Brad Pitt meme and then about two, three weeks later I texted him again and that was it. I overdid it with him but I just wanted to push it, you know, I wanted to see what would happen because every single time we texted it was kind of fun and I think as long as you're being funny and lighthearted, it's totally fine but I guess don't expect too much from someone who only talks about sex from the beginning. If that's something you want, that's your person but if you're looking for something more serious that's closer to your relationship of a long-term format then i guess stay away from those guys but engaging with them can still be fun on day 26 i had my favorite date with a really great guy it was the rapper i mentioned earlier really happy about that experience On day 28, I wrote, after exactly four weeks on the app, Tinder has definitely lost the factor novelty. I don't know if oversaturation is a thing or even the right word to describe this, but I definitely have enough for now. I also realized that this attitude, whatever happens, happens, is really great. Yes, keep in mind what you want and what feels good, but allow things to unfold. And I don't play games. I'm a straightforward person. I'm always the way I am. I'm definitely not perfect. And sometimes I'm shy or I need time to open up to people. But I am always me and I'm always authentic above all. And I live my truth and I live the way that I feel comfortable. And that's what I totally recommend to you. And I think this is a really good piece of advice from day 30. Because I wrote, what's up with people who cancel a date? and then don't reach out to you anymore? And what's up with the guys who met you and then just don't reply to your messages? I don't know, but I'm pretty happy that they're making their lack of interest so obvious. That makes it super easy to figure out who is seriously interested in you and who isn't. The guy who really likes you will reach out consistently and you will be willing to do the same. When he cancels on you, it will be for a good reason and he'll propose an alternative date and the same is true the other way around. I don't think love, dating, and attraction are complicated at all. Now something interesting happened on day 33. 
I wrote, while I'm definitely less active on Tinder and focusing more on my existing matches, I had two dates in one day and it was surprisingly fun. For the first date, I literally took a train to a city that's almost an hour away from where I live. So I traveled two and a half hours in total in order to see a guy who had canceled our planned date two hours before the week before and who is definitely someone I'm not interested in romantically. Yes, call me crazy, but I wanted to have that experience of going on a little trip these days. And the photo I took there was definitely worth it. So I went back home after one hour, bought myself food, and enjoyed being outside by myself. I then met the next guy in the very same park I'd had my somewhat re-traumatizing dating experience a couple weeks ago. It was great to rewrite that stupid memory with something more fun and light, and to be surprised by my date, because he was different than I expected in a very good way. So all I can say is, have fun and do irrational things sometimes. It pays off. And now, this is one example of why I don't ghost people. This uh, very kind man reached out to me on Instagram, because we still follow each other, and he somewhat asked for a shout-out in this episode. <laughs> So shout out goes out to you. I hope you are not mad if you are listening at all. I hope you're not mad at me for meeting up with you after meeting another man. But you were 15 minutes late to the date and I do not agree with your choice of drink. So I think we're even. <laughs> I hope. But yeah, if anyone wants to meet a really handsome guy, I did not measure his biceps, but it's there. And <laughs> I really like creating love wherever it happens. So if you're into dark-haired men with blue eyes, then hit me up and I may be able to, I don't know how you call this, to hit you up together. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Oh man, I'm not going to be a matchmaker. But I'll try in this episode. <laughs> Honestly, reach out to me if you want to. On day 41, I did something crazy. I texted 13 matches at once. <laughs> and I wrote, I don't know if that was super smart, but I was on a roll. <laughs> I initially left out two guys I'm really interested in. But honestly, why wait? If they don't like me or the way that I talk to them, or if they can't forgive a somewhat unusual intro, then they are not my guys anyway. But now you may be wondering what actually happens when you text 13 matches at once. I honestly did not keep exact track of what happened, but keep in mind, those were matches I had for about a month at that point. The majority of them did not reply at all, so I unmatched them after a couple of days of no reply. But I think I kept texting with one or two people, and then later on I texted another guy I had had a match for close to two months at that point, and we still had some kind of a funny conversation. But I kept writing... It's kind of ridiculous and ironic that I spent a lot of time on Tinder during an ongoing lecture. But oh well, I'm human, semi-bored, and hyper-curious. What am I to do about that? Well, my answer at this point is restrain yourself. <laughs> Concentrating and focusing on certain things is a choice. If you feel your brain is constantly distracted, you need to take a break. And I'm talking a multiple-day break from using this application. 
On day 43, I wrote, the day after my third date with the cool rapper, what a guy. And that's coming from someone who is notorious for shutting down her feelings altogether and ditching men after the first or second date. But let's just say, I really like this man. Even though he then proceeded to ghosting me from one second to the other. So that kind of lingered on my mind for a couple of days, honestly. And I wrote on day 46, I never thought I'd live through a bachelorette-like drama myself, but I've been down for three days now. It seriously hurts when a man shows immense interest in you over a quite long period of time and then drops you from one second to the other after you open up to him. And I then went on a second date with another man, which was more or less supposed to be distraction and exploration at the same time. And the crazy part is, I want the guy who doesn't want me because I like him a lot, even though he does not trigger me emotionally yet. But I don't want the sweet guy who gives me compliments and likes me a lot that I feel emotionally connected to a little bit already. It's irrational. I can't really explain it, but you know, it's just an intuitive thing. And sometimes we don't really have an explanation for why we feel or let's say sense certain things at a certain time. But yeah, it's painful to get ghosted, definitely. But you know, at least pain triggers creativity sometimes so towards the end of my official experimental time on day 48 i actually wrote yes i could be that woman who has had multiple relationships affairs and lovers at the age of 26 but i'm not i never was and still am not interested in engaging in hookup culture everything i have created in my life is of lasting value I have always invested my time in me, my education, creative endeavors, and deeply connecting to people I truly appreciate and who feel the same about me. Can I say that I made out with 20 men and slept with at least half of them? No. Would I ever want to? Absolutely not. I think, even though it sounds really rough, that being ditched for who you really are after having opened up to someone and having shared your insecurities and parts of your past with them is better than having pretended to be different or someone you're not. There is nothing to regret about being honest and there is even less to regret about listening to your intuition, your body and essentially your heart. It's our job to take care of ourselves, our needs, our wishes and our happiness. I thought I could just casually date someone and be fine with half-heartedness and becoming physical before my feelings have caught up. Turns out, I was wrong. I want a truly deep connection, even though it scares the hell out of me. I want to be touched at a heart level. And given the fact that I was quite down for some days after being basically ditched cold, I have learned that I'm indeed not able to have superficial flings, and I couldn't be happier about that. You are better off alone than with the wrong person by your side, but I still stand by it. Real connection prevails, and two people who are meant to be together will come together sooner or later. There's definitely nothing bad about taking time to think about things and to realize what it is that you truly want in life. My motto is still, just see what happens. I don't regret anything I have or haven't done, and I don't live my life in order to please someone else. I live my life to be the most beautiful, honest, and true version of myself. And I'm constantly evolving. 
cheesy, but true. <laughs> I think overall, being on Tinder was a pleasant experience. All men I talked to were kind and respectful. You will be treated how you treat others. If you are respectful and don't take things too personally, you will meet people who are the same. You know, people crave kindness and true connection. Make sure you are not one of those people who seek validation from virtual strangers, pun intended <laughs> at this point. And it's your choice to engage in hookup culture or to stay out of it. You know, if we have standards that we stand by, we will automatically draw people into our lives who match that. And that pun was actually not intended, but is welcome. <laughs> Now there's a big problem I still see with Tinder. The other day, in a totally different context, I just wrote, we have fast food, fast fashion, and now we also have fast love. It's not really love. The question is, do these things really make us happy on a deep soul level? Because instead of focusing on getting things fast, I think we should focus on building things that last. We should create value and take the time to dive deep with someone we see potential in. We can't keep looking for the perfect person because there are no perfect people or perfect fits. We need to be patient and willing to allow things to evolve over time, asking the right questions, investing more than just superficial expressions and answers on our part. At least that's what I want. I want something real and honest. And it's easy to get blinded by the seemingly endless opportunities and supply of new people. And while I appreciate that for the sake of abundance, I dislike it for the risk it bears. And that's the risk to get lost in longing and searching. Because in a world where our attention span has reached the limit of seven seconds, it definitely takes maturity and willpower to invest time in getting to know someone on a deeper level. I think it's a delicate balance between keeping this abundance mindset, not holding on to people because you feel you don't have another option, but also don't keep swiping because you think there's something better out there when you actually have a real connection with someone and when you click on many levels. A genuine connection that has potential to become something real and something lasting should be cherished and actually seen for what it is. You just have to invest and be willing to invest. It's a really conscious choice we get to make. And I understand that some people are perfectly fine just having fun, casual flings and random acquaintances. And I sincerely hope that they have thought that through and made that choice consciously because it is right for them personally and not because everybody else lives that way or seems to be living that way. And I think that it's always worth having empathy and understanding for people we meet, knowing that the way they react to us is not really a reflection of who we are, but rather of the way they have learned to cope with certain situations and feelings that may arise in them. I personally still think that depth in any relationship is where the biggest value is to be found, because true love is not really wild, passionate romance only. But it's rather characterized by mutual respect, a deep connection, and a sense of security and trust. And that is built over time. 
So love is a choice after all. And if we don't choose to let love into our lives, and if we don't choose to create it ourselves, it's going to be really hard to find what we are looking for. Because I think ultimately we all just want to be loved. So I'd say as a short resume, it always depends on how you do something and how you use the tools you were given. Do it consciously, understand what you want, and most importantly, why you want it. Ask yourself if this desire truly stems from you or the outside. Communicate clearly and honestly. Be upfront and stick to what you hold true and feel comfortable with. You don't owe people an explanation, but you owe people to be kind, honest, respectful, and mature. Be thankful for the people you meet but also for the people who leave your life. Maybe they see or feel something that you don't. Maybe the time wasn't right, or maybe things just happen, and then it's up to us to decide how to deal with them. We can accept them, we can move on, or we can try and change something about the situation. But either way, Tinder, yes or no, I would say give it a go and see for yourself. And if you already use it and are unhappy Try to approach it in a different way. Treating this as an experiment was definitely the right attitude for me. My attitude was that I'm open to everything, positive and optimistic, but completely detached from any kind of outcome. List out your intentions and your goals, your strengths and what you bring to the table to realize how worthy and cool you actually are. Literally become the person you want to meet and you'll find someone who fits your life more than perfectly. You just gotta take the opportunity and invest in the right person before it's too late. Just keep that in mind. Love to you. I'll catch you soon. Bye.